developing future. Brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo, a leading source of knowledge in fast emerging Asia and the Pacific for 20 years. Laws in developing countries generally reflect their unique cultures, which may impose restrictions on innovation and their willingness to take risks, putting obstacles in the path to development. Strong legal mechanisms that include intellectual property rights and patent protection allow innovation to thrive. Studies have found countries in Southeast Asia place greater emphasis on the economic significance of intellectual property rights on patents than their counterparts elsewhere in Asia. But protection still varied in enforcement and hence their attraction to investors. Beyond legal mechanisms, some analysts have found evidence of the importance of innovation centers in stimulating growth and innovation. Technology parks help by creating centers for innovation and growth under the legal mantle of the governments creating them and linking in universities and state companies so investors know they have a degree of protection and there won't be problems down the line. Innovation comes from a meeting of minds, and while there is a risk specific research may lead nowhere, it is outweighed by the potential profit from unanticipated spin-off results. The more freedom a country gives its enterprises, the more innovation it could produce. The People's Republic of China and India offer a curious comparison. State-owned enterprises in the PRC have, to some extent, been known to generate substantial levels of innovation, though the opposite is true for India, where innovation is achieved despite government intervention and the bureaucracy that separates state and national governments. It is a similar situation in the United States. Studies have shown that the presence of labor unions, high minimum wages, and higher levels of government employment help innovation in some states in the U.S., Similarly, entrepreneur-friendly bankruptcy laws encourage startup activity as well, buffering risk and not penalizing failure. A lot of this has to do with cultural factors at the company and national levels. A corporate culture is more patient and tolerant of failure and encourages more innovation. The corporate multinational juggles different cultures in its operating areas, but can imbue positive innovation that changes cultural attitudes by introducing best practices that may be contrary to the local norm. Some researchers say using national culture to determine the extent of innovation is problematic because cultural identity doesn't change much over time. But some argue that culture and innovation or innovation-related outcomes are related. That's because some national cultures encourage creative thinking and have a long-term slant towards tolerating failure and allowing for creative thinking. Then there are cultural markers, which are transitional in nature. People are now on the move more than ever before, and migration, permanent, temporary, guest workers, or as asylum seekers, challenges the smooth integration of innovation of other cultures into the national creative spirit. Migration can either underpin or hamper innovation. The past years have seen a rising trend of right-wing politics and nationalism taking center stage in developing countries. It is increasingly a case of resenting not just refugees, but migrants in general who are politically viewed as taking jobs rather than creating them through fresh innovation. 
This report is based on an ADBI working paper, Law, Culture and Innovation, by Douglas Cumming, Professor and Ontario Research Chair of the Skulik School of Business, York University, and Sophia Johan, Extramural Research Fellow of the Tilburg Law and Economic Centre, University of Tilburg. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org.